What is up, Sports Train fam? Welcome back to episode 33 of the Sports Train Podcast. In this episode, we talk with 610 center Silas Sunday from Our Savior Lutheran School in Bronx, New York. We talk with Silas about his recruitment process, what life is like living in Ireland and Italy, and he even speaks about how his dad has been such a big role model in his life. This episode is brought to you by Hoopscene, and you definitely want to subscribe and download because you do not want to miss more great episodes like this one. Enjoy. Hey, Silas, welcome to the show. Hello, how are you? I'm doing good. You're getting some high major interest right now. How has your recruitment process been in the past couple of months? Oh, it's been it's been crazy. Uh, I've received all my offers in the past couple of months at the start. Definitely. At the, at the summer, schools have been hitting me up. A couple of schools have like shown interest in me. It's been it's been an honor because it shows that the hard work is paying off. Getting high major interest and getting offers from colleges. Did you always see yourself in this position, going to the collegiate level? Absolutely. I've always seen myself going far with basketball, and that's my goal, to be the best player I could be and play in the NBA, help my parents out, help my family out. And I've always seen myself because in this position because I always work hard. Mm-hmm. Anything I put my mind to, like my, my, my father always taught me that, that can't not work hard and get the things that you want in life. So I've always had that mindset since I was young. Mm-hmm. You always saw yourself going to the collegiate level. Was it always basketball or was there a different sport in your sights because you did live in Italy and Ireland growing up? No, basket- basketball was the only sport. Like my dad, my dad uh, told me about it and he wanted me to play it. And they introduced me to a club over there, and I started playing over there. So your dad first introduced you to basketball. Yeah. What was life like in Ireland and Italy? How long did you live in both? I lived in Italy for about four years until I was four. I don't remember much about Italy. I just knew I lived in a little apartment. I went to school over there. And then we moved out to Ireland about four, three years old, and I lived there for like 10 years, 11 years, and life life over there was good, but obviously it's not, I can't reach my dreams, reach my goals over there, so I moved out here when I was 14. Mm-hmm. I got a scholarship to go to our Savior Luther. You really moved to United States to get attention from colleges and really fulfill your dreams. What do you miss the most about Ireland, and what's different between Ireland and United States? Uh, over here, there's like it feels like there's more to do. Like over here, like there's more opportunities over here than in Ireland, and I miss my family, my friends back home. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I miss the people close to me. Mm-hmm. And living in Ireland, how was your transition from Ireland to the United States? Um, it wasn't too bad. Like, the basketball part was 
Like it was just a faster pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was kind of like not yeah, it was kind of hard to get into it, but I just had to get into more shape. So yeah, I had to build up my strength, all that my footwork and confidence too. Living in Italy, Ireland, the United States, did you have a favorite team, NBA team? I w- I didn't really have favorite team. No like favorite team. team but, but I had I had a favorite player. Okay, who was it? It was, it was uh, LeBron. LeBron James. LeBron. Yeah. So basically, any team I went, he went to. Uh, I rooted for him for his team. So I was kind of like a a bandwagon there. Okay. And with LeBron being your favorite player, do you try to aspire to be him, or do you try to model your game after him or any other player in the league or in college basketball? I try to, I try to, um, be realistic. So like, I know I can't like play in LeBron's position, but I like Nikola Jokic, I could play in his position or Joel yeah. Embiid, and like I, I try to like model my game after them, like Joel's footwork and Jokic's passing ability and IQ and stuff like that. And then they could both shoot, so yeah, and make plays. Mm-hmm. So I tried to like model my my game after them. Mm-hmm. And besides players and besides teams, I know you really look up to your dad because he introduced you to basketball. With your dad and your whole family, what kind of role have they really played in your life? Well, they just been here to support me every decision I made. And my dad also, he was a a world champion, full contact boxer. Wow. Yeah. So, like, he taught me everything, like, about, like, the mindset and the mindset I should have and stuff like that. And, like, I always look up to them, my family, because they always support me in anything I do. I feel down. I can call them. I talk to them every day. You know, my little brother, too, he, he plays basketball, too. Yeah, he, he he's nice. He's nice. He he's he gon he gonna be taller. I I'd say he's gonna be taller than me. What really? Like, yeah, and they and he's playing like point guard right now, and he's playing up up his age level. Wow. So he's like he's playing like under twelves and elevens. Okay. Having your dad as a world champion boxer and your brother becoming a very successful basketball player. How have they supported you with your athletic goals, getting so much high major interest and really going far with your basketball dream? My parents don't really know, like, all the college schools and stuff. So, like, they ask me a lot of questions about the schools, and I always answer them to my best ability. And, like, they, they've always, like, been proud of me, and they're always proud of me, me and my little brother. And they've always, like, just been there to support Mm-hmm. Getting high major interest, a lot of the credit goes to high school. You go to Our Savior Lutheran School in Bronx, New York, playing center. Do you have any records or achievements there? Yeah, we won the GAC, won the GAC uh, league. You won the GAC league, which is a big deal, and I know you guys have a lot of goals for your next upcoming season. Do you have any idea if you'll be able to achieve those goals and your season will continue due to this coronavirus outbreak? Yeah, it will. And, yeah, and we're, we're trying to win the, the grind session chip. So we, we work in every day. 
you and your team are trying to win the grind session chip, and part of the way comes from the coaches. Is there any coach at Our Savior that has really helped you grow as a player? Coach Pete. Coach Peter Lay. He's, he's always helping me, always, you know, putting me in the right direction. Mm-hmm. He's like a big brother. He's like a big brother like I never had and stuff. Uh, he's always, like, pushing me to, to be the best person I could be. Mm-hmm. Pushing me to work hard and be consistent. And what about players, your teammates? Do you have any teammate that you have the most fun playing with or some might consider the, the dynamic duo of the team, dynamic trio? <laughs> yeah, yeah we're, we're, all, we're all great players. We're all, we're all putting in work. We're always working hard. You know, I, I don't really... We, we all play well together. Yeah. yeah. So you guys are a full team and you work hard together. And let's talk about you. You are in the class of 2022 and... What are your goals for the next couple of years at Our Savior Lutheran? Win everything. Win everything. Those are some big goals coming from a nationally ranked player. And speaking about rankings, you are ranked the 157th best player in the country and the 18th best center in the country. What are your thoughts on your ranking? I don't I don't pay attention to it. I just, just go out there and play to my best ability. Mm-hmm. So you don't pay attention to your rankings. What do you really think about rankings? Do you agree with them, or do you think they're fake? Uh, to be completely honest, I don't really like care about the rankings or anybody's rankings. I'll just go out there and bust off. That's a good mentality to have, and... And coming from a ranked player like you, what's something different about you that the other players ranked above you don't have? Um, I'd say my my height and my body, because nobody has. You can't teach seven foot, so I say that. Mhm. You can't teach seven foot, and I totally agree with you. You are listed as 6'10", 280 pounds on 24-7 sports. Do you have any advice for somebody like me trying to get a little taller? <laughs> uh, just eat better and sleep more. And stretch. Okay. That's, that's what I'd say, because I don't really know how to get taller, because it was just yeah. genetic passed down from my, my family, so... Mm-hmm. I want to really know how to advise you on how to get taller. <laughs> you're, all, you're all good. And you said players don't really know how to guard seven foot. And I totally agree with you. Tell me a little bit about your height. Where does it come from? My my mom is 5'10", and my dad is 6'8". So I'd say from them, from both of them. Wow. Mm-hmm. And with your skills, you're a very talented player. And, of course, your build is very impressive, too. You get boards, you can run the floor, and your shot is very efficient. Is there a part of your game which you consider the best? Um, I say my rebounding. My rebounding is the best. Your rebounding is the best. And saying that, you have a lot of great skills, but everybody has a weakness. Is there a part of your game that you're really trying to improve on? 
speed. My speed and my agility. Sportionary will be right back after this quick message. It is bounce back season at Hoopscene, and the 2020 schedule is here. Go to hoopscene.com slash events for our phase one schedule release. Space is limited, and these events will fill up fast. Connections matter more than ever in 2020, and our Hoopscene platform is second to none. Be sure to follow Hoopscene on Twitter for real-time updates. Now back to the episode. Getting on to college, players in the class of 2022 were fairly recently allowed to get calls from college coaches. Did you get a call? Yeah, I got a bunch of calls. Who are they like, from? All the, all the schools that uh, offered me call and uh, okay, uh, Kansas called, and Tulsa called, Pitt wow. called. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what was your experience talking and, to these coaches for a firsthand experience? It was exciting. It was exciting to get all these calls and talk to coaches from high high major D one schools. Mm-hmm. And you said mainly these calls were colleges that offered you. When did you get your first offer? I think I, I think I got my my first offer. I got like before before the the pandemic started mm-hmm. and the lockdown started. It was from Kansas State. Okay, well, I think it was when it first started. Mm-hmm. And your first offer was from Kansas State, and. Of course, that's a really surreal feeling for you and, of course, everyone else getting their first offer. What was your reaction, and were you expecting that offer? I, was, I wasn't expecting my first offer to be a Big 12 school or a big school like that, a high school like that. I was grateful. I was excited. I was happy. I was more like all emotions were just running through me. Mm-hmm. And getting your first offer... Really, after one offers, all the colleges start to jump in. When did the floodgates o- really open for you, and when did the offers really start to pour in? I think halfway through the summer. Well, not halfway through the summer. Like, probably like May, June. May, June. Mm-hmm. So they really started to pour in in May or June, and... How many offers have you got? Which then can you name some of them? Of Kansas State, Bryant, Manhattan, uh, Nebraska, Illinois, St. John's, <laughs> um, Wake Forest. Wow. Um, yeah. That's really impressive. And okay. Had a brain for it. It's a little bit. <laughs> Getting offers, and especially now, it might be kind of stressful for you. How have you really handled your recruitment process during this pandemic? Um, I'd say I handled it pretty well. I've just been getting back to the coaches, replying to texts, answering calls. I handled it since, like, uh, we have, we've, we've been out of school. Like, I haven't been, like, that busy we were working out and stuff so I had a lot of time on my hand because we don't have school so I've been able to get back to the coaches frequently Mm -hmm. besides the offers there's always the colleges that are interested in you that haven't offered 
Can you name some of those schools? Uh, some colleges are interested in Kansas, Pitt, Tulsa. They haven't offered it, but they've been showing interest. Mm-hmm. Getting offers and getting interest from colleges and picking a school to go to, it's a really big deal. Do you think academics will have a big part in your commitment decision, or what do you think will be the biggest part in your commitment decision? If, if the school likes me as a player and, you know, somewhere I can fit in. Mm-hmm. And do you think academics will have a big part in your commitment decision? I'd say so, yeah. Okay, and you said academics will have a big part in your commitment decision. How do you handle academics as well as basketball at the same time? Well, I, I try to do my best. I try to get my work done, get a workout in, two workouts, workout in, and get my work done, and pass tests. That's it. And for my last basketball question, what travel team are you going to play with whenever we get hoops back again? Or are you playing on a travel team right now? Uh, New York Lightning. Okay. That's the team I'm playing with. Mm-hmm. And these are some other questions I like to ask. During this pandemic, how have you been keeping yourself in the best physical shape? We've been working out every day from Monday to Monday to Friday. And then we work out on Saturday. Monday to Friday, we have workouts in the morning, 8.30 in the morning to like wow. 11, 12. And Tuesdays, we have workouts from 7 to 9. And then Sunday, we have workouts from 10, 10 to 12 in the morning. Wow. So Saturday's the only day off. Mm-hmm. So you get one day off. I bet you use it pretty wisely, don't you? <laughs> yeah. And besides the physical aspect of things, how have you been keeping yourself busy, having fun? Do you play any video games? Yeah, I play video games. What do you but play? Lately, I, live, I mainly play like <laughs> Call of Duty, 2K. I play uh, GTA, San Andreas. Okay. Like, and Lego Marvel. That's a fun game. <laughs> like that. And Bat- Bat- Batman Arkham Knight too. A Batman? <laughs> yeah. Okay, and... There is no competition right now. How have you been keeping a competitive edge without the competition? 2K. Definitely. 2K? I mean, yeah. Online. Them online games. I don't want to lose none. Alright. Do you have do you have a my career bill? Yeah, but I don't play my career that much anymore. I play like my team. Okay. And if you could play with or against anyone, who would it be? Dead or alive? With or against? Yep. I, I want to play with MJ or Will Chamberlain. MJ or Will, like that a lot. And for my last question, where do you see yourself in the next five to ten years? I see myself in the league. All right. And then well, Silas, thank you again for coming on the show, and I wish you the best luck throughout your recruitment process in the rest of your basketball journey. Good luck. Thank you. Another big thanks to Silas for coming on the show, Hoopscene for sponsoring this episode, and of course, Sportsnary fam for listening in. Don't forget to subscribe and download the Sportsnary podcast, and Iron Sabala will be signing out. New episode on Friday.